from One World Trade Center in Manhattan, overlooking dozens of golf courses that will never have us as members, this is the Golf Digest Podcast. Welcome to the Golf Digest Podcast. This is Sam Weinman. It's November, and there's a bit of a chill in the air, at least in the Northeast. And for most of us, that means golf season is coming to an end. But it's also an excellent time to start thinking about golf trips, whether we're talking about weekend getaways or week-long trips overseas. I'm biased, and I'm going to be careful that my wife and kids are not listening to this podcast, but there's nothing better than a golf trip with your friends. But if you take enough of these, you know that some are better than others. Um, Joining me today are my colleagues at Golf Digest, Alex Myers and Ashley Mayo. So let's start there, Ashley. The necessary ingredient for a good golf trip in your view is what the single most necessary ingredient i think um is the people that you bring um i I think the the people that you invite totally dictate what kind of trip that you can take um if those people are adventurous and like to do things besides golf and they're not total golf junkies then you know trips that revolve around golf plus you know insert activity here Mm -hmm. (laughs) um can be possible but if you're traveling with just Golf junkies who want to play sun up to sundown, um, then a place that's just golf or a destination that just revolves around golf is key. Yeah. So we're we're all very blessed to work where we do because we all get to do certain golf excursions. Alex, I mean, you went a couple of years ago to stream song for a story, mm. quote unquote, which I don't think you did. Mm. Any I work did. on your yeah. okay? Well, but anyway, uh, you, I know you because I have to approve this vacation request for you. Um, take a, a trip with your buddies every year. In your view, it seems like it's very com- competition-heavy. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. It, it is. We we make a big deal about the competition. Certainly, there's a trophy. You get your name engraved. You get a green jacket, all that stuff. Um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. We kind of talk about, you know, leading up to the, the week, uh, who's playing well, who's made equipment changes. You know, there's kind of this rumor mill <laughs> gossip going on on, on on tour, as we call it. So, yeah, that, that definitely adds to it. But but I agree with Ashley. Obviously, the people you bring are, are the most important. And, you know, we, we kind of have a we have a pretty odd numbered group. It's six people that we've had the last couple of years. And part of that is because, I don't know, maybe people don't like us. Other other is we've been very selective in who we, we bring. And I think that's key. You don't you know, if there are any questions of personalities conflicting or uh, maybe someone takes it a little too seriously or someone doesn't take it seriously enough. Uh, that can cloud the the rest of the trip. So it's definitely important who who you bring and and that you have a great time. So that's interesting. Um, Alex, I hear you mention kind of the format of the trips and mm-hmm. the competitions that you guys take. Um, the golf trips that I've taken that are most memorable revolve mostly around the destination. So mm-hmm. like the golf courses themselves. I rarely, and I don't know if it's because I'm a girl and I ruin it for all the guys. Oh, <laughs> <silly girl>. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely... Um, take golf trips that revolve around competitions Competition. mm. um you know ours are more like abandoned dunes and we're checking out this like it's it's a destination just to get there yeah. or a journey just to get there um and that's part of the process and then once you're there you're kind of discovering uh, yeah I, I guess my my golf trips revolve mostly around discovery um and feeling like you're experiencing these golf courses it's it's funny that you mentioned that because and of the three of us i'm far and away the worst golfer and yet i love competition like i love going to new places and going to amazing resorts but i think to to a fault 
I'm so wrapped up in the competition. Mm-hmm. And like to the extent that, oh, we're playing wherever, it gets yeah. lost in the fact that I can't enjoy it because I just made double bogey on the seventh hole. Um, you know, I think it's because for, in my view at least, for that one week, you're a quote unquote tour pro. You right. know, you get to focus on your your game and where you stand. I just happen to love playing for something. And again, coming from a perspective of someone who doesn't play particularly well, it's still it's you're energized by. Yeah. It. Um, th- that said, obviously, you know, I'm very we're very spoiled because I've played amazing places, and there's definitely that just um, awe that you have when you go to, you know, Bandon Dunes was spectacular. Ireland was spectacular. Mm -hmm. So, um, Ashley, when you're picking a venue or when your group is picking a venue, like, what's that discussion like? Uh, Well, Bandon Dunes, I have been lucky enough to go once a year for the past four years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And with various groups of people. So it's constantly a new experience. And, you know, oddly and strangely, it gets better every time I go uh, because that sense of discovery never goes away, even though you're playing it for a second or third or fourth time. Um, but I think that destination or what a golf trip is going to kind of look like, again, first first of all, depends on the people that you bring. Mm-hmm. Um, when I One of my most memorable golf trips revolved around hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we combined golf with hiking and drove from San Diego to San Francisco and just kind of hiked and played golf along the way. That would drive some of my friends nuts. Sure. <laughs> the fact that I would kind of tear them away from a golf course and onto a mountain, would that's a non-starter for them. But these three people that I went with just love hiking as well, so that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah, when, I, I, when you guys, because you do that, you, you're, I mean, a lot of it, you have six guys, you have a tournament, you're trying to yeah. play diversity. What's what's your thought process? No, it, it's it's golf. I mean, it, when, when I first started going on the trip, I was actually in college, and everybody else was nine or ten years older than me at least. So it was, it was but th- the group back then was based more on the nightlife. And when we'd mm-hmm. go to Myrtle Beach or places like that, we kind of always kept that in mind that we, we need to have some off-course things. That, but as the years have gone on, it's definitely gotten to where it's more golf-centric and, um, you know, 36 hole a day, basically every day, um, and, and not worrying about where we're staying or, you know, like we went to – Last year, we went to Ocean City, Maryland, but we didn't really go to Ocean City, Maryland because we never set foot into Ocean City, Maryland. We, we were on the outskirts of Ocean City, Maryland. We could see the city the high, for, you know, high rises for on one course. I forgot which one, but we didn't do anything. We basically stayed in our condo, played golf, played cards, went out to dinner. Um, so, so, that, so again, like, like Ashley says, you know, the group is dependent on who's going to get along, but also the type of activity – type of activities you plan on doing and if it's all golf you got to make sure that it's going to be guys who are really into golf and I, I i totally agree because you have that you can have it both sides you can have guys who are so intent on playing golf the whole time and don't want to risk anything that's going to get away from golf and then you have the other side which is guys who are who are pulling you away from playing when you want right. to play. like we, right right um so you just mentioned before that when you before we got on the air that you when you're doing your trips you're never involved with any of the players, uh, and it's which is a luxury to have. Yeah. Um, so it's do you have one guy who's who's doing it, and how much do you recommend having like one person who's sort of at the the, the fore of it? Yeah. Well, to to defend myself because yes, I do sound like I'm very lazy with this, and I am. I'm very lazy when it comes to this planning. I like to like you know, especially if it doesn't work out, I can then just complain. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, but when I when I got invited on this trip again, I was so much younger than everybody else, so it was, it was 
really a unique opportunity for me because there were these adults mm -hmm. really planning a trip that people my age at the time would not have been able to do. So I kind of got brought under the wing of this. And as it's gone on, yes, we've had two different director of travel. Uh, so there is one guy who that is technically his job. But we, we also have a couple of people now who like to um, give their own suggestions slash undermine the director of travel. <laughs> and um, that can be interesting as well. But, it, but it, it is good, I think, to have one guy in charge but certainly not one guy who does everything where, where everybody else is oblivious like I am. You need to have some other people looking into things, double-checking, making sure we're playing the right courses at these places, um, and, and that can help. So I'm the complete opposite. Mm. <laughs> I am usually the person putting together the trip. Um, and I like people like you who, who are just like, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Until we complain, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have no right to complain. Right. <laughs> Um, but I like to be very upfront with all of the plans. Um, first of all, my I don't like my trips to be too rigid. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there there should be room for spontaneous kind of activities or a round or nine holes or whatever. Um, but the very first thing that I always do is um, make tea times. So mm -hmm. you know, if if it's going to be, I, I've never organized a trip with more than four people. First of all. So a foursome is all I can handle for mm. now. But now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a golf trip that I'm organizing right now to Scotland is eight people. Right. So that's the first time. That's my first crack at uh, two foursomes. Um, and it's going really well so far. But the first thing that I'm doing is booking tea times for Scotland. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think people would be daunted by planning a trip. Do you use a touring group or an agency or are you doing it all yourself? Yeah. So right now I'm using um, Rue McDonald is based in St. Andrews uh, or no, at Cruden Bay. Okay. Um, so north in North Scotland. And uh, he runs a great podcast, the Scottish Golf Podcast. I totally recommend it if you're planning a trip to Scotland. And so he's been helping me kind of put this whole thing together. Um, because like you, Sam, I was totally daunted by this task of like making a golf trip or forming a golf trip to Scotland. Um, I had abandoned dunes is so easy because all you have to do is book tea times and, and book right. a room and you never have to worry about transportation from course to course. Hmm. Um, so that's part of its appeal. But um, Scotland is a different animal. Um, so, so I would recommend, and what Rue has recommended, is book your tea times, then find a place to stay, whether it's Airbnb or a hotel or whatever. Um, m me and my friends are not picky about either cramming into small right. spaces or um, we don't we're not interested in fancy um, destinations in terms of hotels. Mm -hmm. All we care about is a clean bed. <laughs> um, and, and then you worry about transportation, so how are you going to get from sure. course to course? Which in Scotland, if you're traveling with more than four people, um, some kind of bus driver or a van or a transportation service makes far more sense than renting a car. How much are either, you seem to hint at this before, but how much, how much are either of your groups sort of inviting um, opinions from the crowd? Because one thing that I, my experience has been, that I've done these golf trips with you know, 12 type A guys mm -hmm. and the one smart decision we made was we're going to have one guy and it's either take it or leave it. And because if you start asking for flexibility on this, I'd like to play in the morning and not in the afternoon. I'd rather play here than there. It just, you can't satisfy everyone. So it's, uh, which was smart. It's obviously, you're not going to agree with everything, but I actually think it happens to be a really smart way of doing it, which is uh, here's the plan. We hope you like it. If you don't, then this trip might not be for you. What do you, what do you do when you're planning it? That's my plan. That's what I say is basically like, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I think that you would kind of 
be into this, um, you know, whether it's hiking or just golf or, you know, a far out place where it takes 15 hours to get mm -hmm. to. Um, and here's what, you know, the tentative uh, kind of itinerary. Uh, do you like it? If not, what would you modify? Um, or are you out? You know, right. <laughs> um, I, I totally welcome slight modifications. Um, I, I don't want to be kind of, um, you know, totally in charge of absolutely everything, but I do think it's very important to have one person create most of the plans. And then for if you if you want to kind of dispute some things here and there, be very upfront about it early on. That's that's the only thing I ask. Benevolent dictator. <laughs> well, no, it's funny you say that because yeah, in theory we are a democracy. I mentioned we have the director of travel. Um, we also have senior members versus junior members. Uh, again, this is really funny because we only have six people right now, but we, we did used to have ten. So you know, it's not. But, um, no, it really is a dictatorship because we do have a commissioner, and he has always been the commissioner, and he has the final word. And, again, like Sam said, I, I think you, you do kind of need someone to break the ties um, or, you know, because there are a lot of different opinions. And certainly where we see the most opinions is where the destination is going to be. And, actually, uh, around Christmas, uh, th there's a Christmas party at the commissioner's house. It's not just for us. It's a, it's a bigger party than that. But we make the official announcement of <laughs> where the venue is going to go. If there's someone who can't be there, they're on a conference call. It's a big deal. Everybody who has no idea what's going on makes fun of us. But um, Is there any uh, leaking beforehand about where it might be? Well, usually <sighs> you have a good, ch ch uh, you know, you know what's going to happen probably. Although there have been a couple of last-minute changes. And that has been it's been, you know, pretty wild. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you definitely need, need someone to kind of take charge uh, in the end. But, again, when you, there's so many great places to go visit. So it is good to hear input from other people. Um, you have, in our group, you have to put together a proposal, bring it to the table. Um, we've had people get shot. To, one guy really wants to go on the Robert Trent Jones Golf trail. trail, right? Golf trail. And he proposes it every year. He's got, like, a binder of stuff on it and we Is all just receiving a kickback from the <laughs> i don't know but to me i'm always one of the people it just, i'm just it sounds too confusing a lot of driving around I, one of these days we should do it but again we usually go in the summer so all these things come just make me think you know once you find a place like you you guys love band and dunes obviously well everybody does I'm, i think i'm the only person that works at golf digest who hasn't gone but uh once you find places that you like i don't think there's any harm in going back to those places uh it just it makes it easier so yeah okay so that leads to a good uh question i want to ask both of you which is what is um the best destination you've been to and what is the most surprising destination which was it might not be one of those right. bold-faced names that are out there but you think is a really good place to go so actually you start uh the best destination that i've been to and you know this is probably going to be everyone's answer who's ever been there is bandon dunes sure. um and, you know, people who haven't gone are going to be like, oh, Enough. <laughs> how much is how much are they paying her? Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're not paying me anything. <laughs> um, it's just they have mastered the art of taking care of all the things that you don't want to think about when you're on a golf trip. Um, you get there and it's this little escape. It's an oasis of four regulation size golf courses and then one par three course and then a huge putting green. Um, and, and they've just kind of made everything work together um and I, I really like the fact that all four courses are designed by different designers so right. you know you get the sense that 
um, you're you're playing in a very different location, but they're all right there on top of each other. You know, so you can just drive right up there and leave your car and just um, and just play golf. You know, for the next three or four or five days, however long you're lucky enough to stay there. So Bandon Dunes is my number one destination that I've ever been to. All right, think about your surprise. I'm gonna go, Alex, first, your favorite. It's not Bandon Dunes because I haven't been there. I've said that already. No, I've heard so many great things about Bandon Dunes. Um, another place that I have been fortunate enough to go, though, a couple times is Kiowa, Kiowa right. Island. I'd say that is my favorite destination. Um, in terms of quality of courses, you just can't beat it. I, I think there's about the six courses there. They're all incredible. Obviously, the ocean course is the gem of, of that collection. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a spectacular trip. You're, you're, it's also because, again, we go in the summer, you're kind of by the water. It's not as stifling hot as maybe some of these other places that we usually go in the summer. Um, so that would be my, my top choice. Can I give you my most surprising? Sure. My most surprising, and, it, again, we are in the New York area, Turning Stone. Right. You've mentioned in, this before. Uh, in Verona, New York, near Syracuse. It's a casino, but it has three courses i think they're behind bethpage black the number two three and four public courses in the, the state of new york uh one of them a Aduño, sorry i have to pronounce that right uh hosted a pga tour event for a few years i remember chris demarco saying that it's the best condition course he's ever played and he was including augusta national and uh that's how good that that place is and what's great about it if you're in the new york area it's just a four-hour drive sure. which a lot of our trips recently have been drivable trips and I think that's fun. I think you hop in the car, you put, sure. you know, you, you're kind of on your own. You where you want to stop, um, even if it is a, a longer trip. Like we've driven to North Carolina, you leave at night, you drive through the night. It, it's it's kind of fun. But anyway, it's back to the surprising. I'd say Turning Stone uh, in Verona, New York. Ashley. So the most surprising uh, golf trip that I've ever taken actually required a lot of travel, and I didn't think mm. that I would like that. Um, and it's not your classic destination, and it was Northern Michigan. Um, yeah. The yeah. quality of golf there is amazing, and the variety is insane. You go, you you get a chance to play courses that are both on Lake Michigan, which, by the way, feels like an ocean. Right. You know, there sure. are waves crashing. Right. <laughs> it's not a lake. Right. <laughs> um, so Lake Michigan with Arcadia Bluffs right there um, to courses that are heavily wooded that wind through a forest um, to courses that, uh, you know, wind around dunes. Uh, so the variety of golf courses is um, tremendous. And, um, and and the things that you can do outside of golf courses, you know, northern Michigan, because I think it's because they have such a short season, they really take advantage of the outdoors when they can. And so there's everything from fly fishing to hiking. And it was just a lot of fun. Right. Alex, you've done Myrtle Beach. About oh, that. yeah. And that's obviously sort of the one yeah. of the places that everyone mm -hmm. what, I mean, what's, what's, what are your Myrtle Beach experiences and uh, where does it fall for you on the list? Myrtle Beach is fantastic as long as you, if you're really into golf, there are certain courses. Believe me, it has, you know, 100 and something courses. A lot of them are not great courses, but there are plenty of great courses. You just need to know which ones to pick. So, again, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but I think our trip oh. is going to Myrtle Beach this year. I think. Oh, my I fingers think we want to embargo this podcast? It might, yeah, we might have to. I don't know. Um, but we have a nice rotation down there that we really like. Well, it's really based around two courses, and that's um, Caledonia and True Blue. They're actually in Pawleys Island, which is the southern part of Myrtle Beach. And uh, so we stay down there. We play those two courses at least twice. Uh, we get to a couple other places. We'll go up to Barefoot Resort is a place that has four great courses. Uh, we'll go up there for a day, play 36. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, D- Myrtle Beach is great. You just have to know which courses to play because if you just go down there and play a bunch of different courses, um, especially in the summer, you might not get as great of a golf experience as you like. But believe me, there are enough really good courses that if you hone in on those, you you have a great trip. And we've, we've definitely gone there the most. I think we've probably gone there six or seven times in the 16 years I've done this trip. Right. What is, I mean, obviously this is another huge factor for people when planning a trip is cost. So um, I am a guy and I want to justify taking a golf trip for four days with my buddies and I, but I, you know, I, I have to do it on the cheap. What are your recommendations for, for that person? Um, other than getting work to pay for it, which is a brilliant idea. <laughs> uh, most of us are not that lucky. <laughs> Um, I would say where you can really kind of trim costs is, first of all, look at the seasons. Um, a lot of destinations have shoulder seasons or off-season rates um, that can make a huge difference in the overall cost of a trip. Um, and then second of all, if you're staying, if you're going to a place that doesn't have a resort on property or that doesn't kind of force you to stay right. on property, like Bandon Dunes or Cabot, um, then, then try Airbnb uh, for your place to stay or, you know, if you're going with a larger group, especially if all of you rent a house and then share the cost, that really kind of um, pays off in the end. So little cost cutting uh, tricks like that uh, really help in, mm-hmm. the, in the long run. I've had experiences with um, taking trips where you can cut a lot of costs by f- with food, like bringing mm-hmm. granola bars with you, bringing a thing of peanut butter for breakfast and things like that in the mm-hmm. morning, which, I mean, I know it's you're just trimming off the margins a little bit. But you may, it's amazing how much money you can spend on food on you going on some of these And trips. drinks. And drinks, of course, yeah. Right. So what were you going to say? I was going to say that I think a good rule of thumb, it's kind of the philosophy we have, is you alternate years of maybe a big ticket yeah. trip with a cheaper trip. And in this case, a cheaper trip is Myrtle Beach, especially when you go in the summer. Or if you go really anywhere south in the summer mm-hmm. – you get great deals. I mean, Myrtle Beach, again, because there are so many courses there, they are throwing some fantastic deals your way. If, if you go, we go usually late June or July. Um, now, again, every once in a while, you'll, you'll have a course which is not in tip, tip, tip top shape. But for the most part, again, we've weeded out the courses that, that do a good job of that. I will say we've had a couple disappointing experiences going to Florida in the mm-hmm. summer because – the conditioning is just not there. Courses that we've heard so much about, and I'm sure they're great for most of the year, just don't live up to the hype. They just don't. They don't look good. They don't yeah. play well. They they it doesn't look good. So you have to be careful of that. But you can definitely save some money uh, by going in kind of the the off season in some of these places, like Ashley said. And then again, you know, just having a general strategy of a big ticket trip like a Pinehurst or a Kiowa one year. And then going sure. back to a, a Myrtle Beach the next year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I've had amazing overseas trips that have been fantastic. But sometimes, you know, three days to uh, a place where you can either stay at someone's house. And it's, I mean, it, it's again about if you're just going to play golf with your buddies, you can make anything really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily the journey that you're describing, Ashley, where it's this amazing uh, adventure of discovering a new destination. But going to a place where... There's just a, it's a getaway, and there's, you know, it's a good golf course. You can play 36 a day, and then there's a good place where you, you know, get something to eat afterwards right. and make it very simple. And that, I mean, I think you and I would fall on that side where certainly we love the high end places or expensive yeah. places, but if a place is just to play a lot of golf and 
and uh, play some stupid competition right. where they give out a dumb trophy at the end is right. is more than worthwhile. Right. Like I, I uh, believe me, I loved going to Stream Song. I'd love to go back, but the whole time I was having trouble picturing my picturing my group there just because the meals were so expensive. The golf was so expensive. You're in the middle of nowhere. You have to stay on property there. They're beautiful facilities. But again, my group doesn't really care about that stuff like like all of you guys are saying as well. So, you know, again, that could be a every once in a while special trip. But just know you're going to pay a lot more for the high-end lodging and, the you know, having the suite to yourself with the two flat-screen TVs. You know, stuff that you don't really need on a golf trip. Sure. That's another thing that I think Bandon Dunes does really well is it caters to a variety of golfers. Mm -hmm. So if you're a golfer who doesn't really care about your room, they have options for you. But if you really value a suite or all the amenities, then mm -hmm. they have those options as well. Um, and then in terms of restaurants, it falls along the same lines where they have McKee's Pub, which is just mm -hmm. what it sounds like. It's a right. pub and they don't overcharge you. Right. Um, or they have a higher end restaurant, uh, the Pacific Grill, which is on Pacific Dunes. And it's really, really, really nice. Wow. Um, That's so, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they and their off season and shoulder season rates are ridiculously different, you know, um, the amount that you will pay for the same golf trip in July versus February is very different. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's because you're rolling the dice in February. Right. But, you know, all the caddies that I've taken there say that February and January are their busiest times because it is uh, very reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's yeah. the Oregon coast, so you're, you can get lucky. It's kind yeah. of moderate temperature the whole time. Around. i, I got to be honest with you. It sounds like a Bannon Dunes infomercial, but I can't say enough no. about the place. I know. I don't have to rub it in. The, the only knock against <laughs> it is it's hard to get to, and it, it isn't even that bad. I mean, but first of all, the setting is amazing, and I agree with Ashley that – uh, it really has it down in terms of you can make it a really high-end experience. When I was there, Dr. J was there doing the mm -hmm. whole uh, thing, and they had a kind of a, a, a room set off at Pacific Grill where they was playing with his buddies. But you can do it on a pretty manageable budget, relatively. I mean, it's not going to be as cheap as a Myrtle Beach or right. something like that, but it is, it's a special place, and it's the type of place – I think you've mentioned this today. Like, if you play – 36 a day or something like that, it starts getting cheaper and cheaper as you go or something, right? Yep, so you pay full price for the first round and then your replay rate um, for the second round, I think it's a, either, it's either $100 or half mm -hmm. off that first round. Mm -hmm. And then your third round in any given day is free. And then if you play four rounds in a day, they pay you $100 in cash. Mm -hmm. Whoa! <laughs> That's All right. amazing. All right, so let's, let's exclude uh, Bandon from this discussion for just because we talked about a lot. Bucket list sort of trips that you'd want to take. What would be on yours? Um, well, I. Why can't I say Bandon? Because I mean, it's so predictable. So excluding right, that, right. yeah. <laughs> um. I guess Ireland. Yeah. You're doing. Soon, yeah. Right? I've done Southern Ireland. Thank you for asking yeah. about that. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Southern Ireland, the kind of Ballybunion, Waterville, Old Head trip, which is fantastic. And now next time I'm doing, in June I'm doing. Uh, Port Marnock in Dublin and then moving up to Royal County Down and Royal Port Rush. And so, yeah. That sounds it's great. It's good to be me, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, we again, it's come up, but you just need a little more planning for that. It's going to be a little more expensive because of the flights and everything. Yeah. You do it every two years, right? Yes. Some, you know, because it's a big, I mean, it's a big trip. And, and you're not, it's not the kind of thing you can do for four days either. No, I think so, he, though I will say, uh, relative to Bandon, Ireland right. is it's easier to get easier, to. Easier, right? Yeah. So you can do. For I think us, you can do a yeah. three-day trip, like we're, where you're yeah. playing golf for three days, and it's worthwhile. I'm okay. doing a four-day trip to Scotland in June. Uh, mm -hmm. um, 
And it's, yeah, four days. Uh, it doesn't have to take up a lot of time. I think people think that, but right. it absolutely doesn't. Because from the East Coast, it is easier to get to yeah. Uh, yeah, than, it's not than Bandon. Bad. And we're, we're playing um, the old course, Kings Barnes, Carnoustie, and then going up north and playing Cruden Bay and North Berwick. So, All right, I'll it changed my that. mind. That's, that's my bucket list trip. She, it she already good. won just like that? That, that sounds Unbelievable. good. She beat you. Sorry. So, okay, so then, Ashley, you mentioned the um, – the hiking trip that you made, if you if you have to incorporate golf with one other pastime, what would be like your dream? What you have a good answer for this? Yeah. Okay. Does this involve legal activity? Just to be clear. Well, yes. yeah. Okay. What? Casinos. Yeah. Legal. Like, yeah. Okay. Again, it's it's fun. So you so play golf during the day. Yeah. Go to the casino. Casinos at night. Yeah. Right. And then go to OTB, sort of an off hours. <laughs> Pawn, 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 no, pawn yeah. a club every couple of hours. Right, right. No, the, uh, obviously the only possible drawback to that is if you have a really bad week at the casino mm-hmm. and then that ruins the rest of the trip. But if you're smart and you're not crazy, I, and I, before my time there was a trip to Vegas and by the time everybody showed up, one guy was already sitting on the curb. He'd lost all his, all his money. Like if, if that happens, that, that ruins the trip. But if you're smart – you know, having casino at night, it's kind of fun. You you know, you bounce around, you do this or that. You some guys play poker, some guys play craps. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I think it's fun. <laughs> Ashley's cringing. Uh, right now. I mean, hiking, <laughs> snooze fest. <right? laughs> I can't. I could not imagine being part of that trip. <laughs> <laughs> they have a spot. They're looking for a seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, for me, I, there's just no better combination than hiking and golf. Um, for, for some reason, it's a beautiful balance because when you're on a golf course, you're still stressed out about, you know, hitting good golf shots. Um, as much as I love golf and I really do, uh, there is that element of stress. So that balance of then just being able to hike and enjoy the outdoors that way. I don't know. It just works. And, and one person who came on my trip, um, two years ago to California, he was initially very kind of weary about the whole thing and afterward he said he was surprised at how good of a yin and yang that was um so one place that i really want to try that in is uh arizona i think they have uh, tr- great hiking and and that balance of um really cool aesthetically cool golf courses mm-hmm. i've done um for my answer i've done um golf trips where like a bunch of guys we play tennis so we would play like we'd play golf, maybe we'd play twenty-seven holes and play like tennis uh, in the evening. Aren't you tired? No, it's, I'm a very, very viral Jeez. young yeah. man. Both and of you guys. This is this the is the ultimate, which is um, very, very uh, small audience that can do this, and I've never done it myself. But there are um, like uh, adult hockey tournaments. Like, so you go like Las Vegas is like, don't roll your eyes. Uh, you know, like your team, your hockey, you know, your men's team can go play in a tournament in like Las Vegas. Um, and then you mix that in with you know you have like two games uh, or three you know three games over three days and you have you're playing golf on the off hours that would be the off that's the ultimate wow. for me I want to do something similar where it's like you spend a weekend in California and do it your own version of a triathlon and you can play golf you can surf mm-hmm. and go snowboarding all in a weekend well really in a day you could do that in, could, in some parts of California yeah right. Um, but if you just call it your triathlon and do it in a weekend, I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, Alex is. is, is you guys, I mean, he, by the way, he, while he's, talking, he's eating a Snickers bar yeah. as we do this. So. <laughs> good for you is all I have to say, but I, I'll stick to the golf. Casino? Yeah. No, the casino's only at night once right, you can't right. play golf anymore. Right. 
Well, and then you also want to get in time to go to Chili's and. Um, well, yeah, I yeah. need to need a yeah. good meal after. after there, a long but day there's well. nothing. I mean, in any of these trips, like I, I, I'm, I'm not a foodie, but I love to eat. So there's just make a distinction. I love having an amazing day of playing a ton of golf or whatever it is, and then having you know just great food and being exhausted yeah. at like nine o'clock. That's ah. the, that's the per. I know it sounds so lame, but I, I go to bed at like ten, so it's yeah. not it's yeah. not that different. But yeah. Good right. meal's nice after a round, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think we agree and on that. A couple drinks, yes. Yeah. So, all right. Any other pressing topics we should discuss on the podcast about, um, you know, advice for people taking a golf trip? Well, I can't stress enough that the people that you pick are the single most important thing. Um, you know, even from talking <laughs> over the past 30 minutes, that you I realized don't that go Alex, Alex and I would probably not be good <laughs> for a golf trip, or we would have to make serious compromises. <laughs> yeah. um, so the people that you pick um, not only kind of help you form the golf trip, but will also be the make or break in terms of whether you have a good time. So that's the single most important thing, in my opinion. I, just to, the inverse of that, just so I can interject it for a second, is I definitely agree. However, I've also done it where... I've gone on a golf trip with 12 people and I've known eight of them and I was meeting, I guess I would be the, I would be the ninth person. So I've, you know, meeting three of them for the first time and it becomes such a great bonding experience. So you, you get to know someone, it's such a great way to make friends as well. So as yeah. long as you're, you have a general idea that you're going to get along, it actually can be a great experience as well. So mm -hmm. that's true. It, it really can. I've had similar, not, not with that many yeah. people, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's something, though, it is nice to have a, a group, though, especially like your group might have expanded, but now you kind of have that mm -hmm. as a group. Um, because, again, the com the camaraderie can last all year. Totally. And, it, and, you know, it doesn't just have to be about the trip, but it can be when you talk about the trip or when you when you play regular rounds throughout the year. I mean, you know, the guys on my trip, I mean, they, they start – and I know I don't have kids yet. The guys who have kids, yeah. they start counting down the days till the trip. I mean, they'll literally say 167 days till the trip. Can get away from these kids? Exactly. I mean, they, play golf. What? It is the highlight <laughs> of their lives each year to go on this trip. Not that they don't love their families, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, you just have these few days that are, are just so much fun. And, and uh, again, you want to make sure they're planned out, though, because you don't want to waste – that yeah. time is the last thing I'd say. You did raise a good point I wanted to bring up, which was actually I know this is not really your world, but I do feel like you said the, the kind of trash talk that goes on mm -hmm. around. A lot of that does hinge on the competition, like the, right. you know. So when you do when you go, what is the competition you like to play, and you know what's good and bad? Well, that's a sore subject with me because it changes. <laughs> it's it's like a moving target every year. We change it. We try to make it competitive for everybody. Right. And, and I don't know. I guess we individual to, or team event. Like a, individual. Okay. We've tried team. Uh, as well we've done two man we've done kind of rider cup style when we actually did have more than six people i mean maybe we're all just selfish people but we all just care about the individual a lot right. more than the team it's, right. t it's tough to like you know keep your eyes focused on both ways um the best way to do it though is to find a format where you don't i, I wouldn't say to do match play just because um or at least like in the typical tournament format because you can do match play Yes, sorry. Okay. Not in a tournament, though, because you don't want someone losing on the first day and being sure. knocked out. Of course, of course. So you want to do something where maybe the championship match is, is, is a match, or you do a round robin and you add up sure. the points, something like that. You want to make sure that everybody thinks they have a chance going to the last day. That's the only thing I would say. But, again, it's not all about the competition. I, I joke about it. I mean, we, we definitely get into the competition, but it really is about the destination and playing great courses, kind of treating yourself right. – to playing these great courses because 
I don't know. Our, our area, I don't think, is great for public golf compared to a lot of the country. A lot sure. of these courses we go to are resort courses. They are public courses that if you live there, you are lucky to play these courses all the time. We are not. So you kind of treat yourself to these uh, upscale co- uh, public resort courses or maybe some private courses, and it's just a week out of the year to really um, mm-hmm. to really do that. It's funny. You played, actually, Division One college golf, and you don't like to play competitively anymore or what's the reason that you don't do it burned well, out, <laughs> burned out. Just another, no i think yeah. competitive golf has its time and its place mm-hmm. um and i still like um signing up for local tournaments um whether it's usga related or the met golf association um and and if i do sign up for that it does give me something to practice for sure. which is always nice but when i'm on a golf trip i just want to enjoy the scenery i want to enjoy being with my buddies um, at this amazing destination and grinding over a three-footer or a four-footer just does not appeal to me at <coughs> all. Um, I want to be able to either pick up or, or laugh and move on. Um, the last thing I want to do and the last thing I want to be around is uh, are people who are grinding. Um, so I, it's just not fun to me. Well, I, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I said that there weren't times where – I'm playing a great course, and I'm thinking, man, I, same thing. Like, I wish I wasn't really grinding over this. I wish I could enjoy it more. I, I wish I, I could agree. improve my life. <clears throat> you know, like all these things are things that you can do when you're not competing. Right. I, I'd be lying if I said that didn't happen. But I should have said this before. Like this past year, I think we played eight rounds. Only four of them were competition. Yeah, that's good. That's a nice mix. So the afternoon, yeah. what we call the afternoon spirit. Is, is what you're saying. You know, maybe the lie gets improved. Maybe you scoop it up from three mm-hmm. or four feet. That's the afternoon spirit. That's uh, how you have a mix of competition and just playing golf to enjoy it. All right. I'm all is in that, how spirit. About that? Yeah. Spirit. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about the game. Obviously, yeah. like, we both like both sides of it. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I like playing golf just for, for fun as well. I mean, and I get most of my golf, given how dispiriting the game is to me, is – you know, going to be disappointed, but I still like the sort of adrenaline of playing for something. But okay, well, this was really good. I hope people found this to be useful. Um, Ashley Mayo, Alex Myers. If you have questions, by all means, you can reach out to both of them on Twitter. Alex, yours is AK Myers three at AK Myers three. I think it's Alex Myers three. Alex Close. Myers three. Yep. Alex and Ashley three. is Ashley K Mayo. Okay, great. On Twitter, mm-hmm. and obviously, please subscribe to the Golf Digest podcast on iTunes and check back next week to see who our guest is. Thanks so much.